What's up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and right now we are live on the Live Model Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Thank you so much for being here. I want to give a shout out to E360 TV. Thank you so much for your partnership. Thank you to all of you watching all over the world, whether it's podcast, radio, streaming television, or you're watching right on livemodelworldwide.org. Thank you so much. Um, really quick, we have a great show today. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I just met this gentleman, like literally just met not like a day ago or anything, but it was two days ago, <laughs> I think. And like most of the guests that I have on any of the broadcasts that I've done in my history, I usually just allow the spirit to go, hey, you should talk to that guy. And typically I don't even know why. And this is no different, but I feel led. And every time I feel led to do something and I do it, I always get to see God show up in an amazing way. And frankly, I like living like that. It's like it's like playing Russian roulette, but, you know, no one dies. It just makes for an interesting time and, uh, and an interesting experience. So we're this is going to be a lot of fun. Really excited about that. Want to give a shout out to everyone who's bought the Devil Inside Me book. Thank you so much. This copy is going to the Library of Congress today, which is super exciting. But I want to thank everyone who's bought the hardcover, the ebook, uh, the paperback. It, it just means the world to me hearing people's testimonies, hearing what is transpired with people that have read the book, uh, even the negative stuff, because trust me, I don't mind negative feedback. I, I, I can handle it. I'm a big boy. But feedback is feedback. And, and I can do something with feedback. When I get silence, ah, I don't know about you, but silence kind of drives me crazy sometimes. I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm working on slowly getting used to silence. Uh, but that said, but silence from other people, you know, you just can't. What do you do with that? Except, I guess, be still. Um, so I want to give a shout out to them. Also, really quick, want to give a shout out to State and Liberty. Uh, thank you so much for my suit. Uh, absolutely love it. It's flexible. I think I showed last show I can do karate kicks in it. Um, but I love it. I love the customer service. They're made in America. Not that there's anything wrong with being made anywhere else. But. I am from the United States. I do love supporting local businesses and I like to support people uh, that make stuff for my country and all over the world. But I like this suit. And you know what? I needed this suit like last minute and they made it happen for me. Uh, they, they move mountains. So their customer service is amazing to make sure everything fit right. Uh, amazing clothes. They even have women's clothes. So you can use promo code Joshua T. Berglund at stateandliberty.com. Uh, yeah, if you were to talk to him, tell him I sent you. But I love them. And also, as you guys know, I am very passionate about stopping plastic pollution. And yeah, I'm that guy that doesn't mind paying for bags. Why? Because I reuse them. And as I joked before, but I wasn't joking, I use, <laughs> I'll use those bags to wrap presents in because I'm not really good at wrapping presents. And uh, I don't like to waste plastic. I, I, I really believe it. And the path water, not only is it a good tasting water, but all water at this point, my goodness, there's a lot of great water. So let's not kid ourselves. But what's special about this, it's a reusable bottle. So it's awesome. You can cut and stop plastic pollution. And frankly, it's $2.30 is what I paid. You can go to the gas station and get it. That's how I first found out about it. And now they support our show. So God bless them. And uh, God bless their cause. I appreciate it. And why is plastic pollution matter? because it shows up in your food. It ends up in your kids, your food. It ends up in your dog food. It ends up in your cat food. It ends up in your fish. It's a problem. And frankly, the ocean's a beautiful place. 
it's amazing. Why in the world would we want to destroy it? Anyway, so thank you to that to, to uh, Pathwater. Appreciate you guys. Thank you all for supporting us. We are have an amazing guest today, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Shermer is going to be on the show today, and it's going to be a great conversation. So we'll be right back after this. <laughs> changed since she came into my life and and us as a team but her and who she is as an individual um gosh it means a lot to me um that video i mean other than my wife making it which is kind of cool but for me it's like getting to go back into uh the memory bank and it reveals the gosh i have a guest am i supposed to do this but i'm gonna say it um God's grace is amazing. And um, this is embarrassing. <laughs> um, not that I haven't cried on, during a broadcast before, but I have a guest. I'm just grateful because I lost a lot. Like everything in this book, the devil inside me, it shows you what I lost. It's a lot. And to know that God has restored every bit of it. And it and has exceeded everything that I was ever doing before, before I lost everything. That's how awesome God is. That's why I love what I get to do every single day. It is a gift and it's a blessing and I'm grateful for that. But shout out to my wife really quick. All right, enough of that. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited about our guest. I The one thing I know about him is that he is passionate about veterans. He is one. I know that he has an amazing foundation. I know that he has a heart for people, a heart for leadership, a heart for helping leaders that, because look, leader, it's tough to be a leader. 
it's tough to be a leader because you're isolated. Unless if you have somebody that's there as a, like a leader's leader, a leader's coach, a leader's mentor. It's not always easy, not easy to find. Not everyone's really equipped for that. So I'm excited to learn because as I've grown and speaking of redemption, part of redemption is that you pay it forward. The people that came in your life to help you, you know, rehabilitate your life, the people that helped you get back on your feet. Like, you know, it, it's part of our duty as a man, as of children, as God is to use our. Part of that is as we recover, it is our duty to share our stories so we can help the people that are behind. And help them get here. People did that for me. But you know something that as you as you 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 grow and you get and become more of a leader and you get into different you know positions or you get more responsibility like a family, like a business and a foundation and a career, you have more responsibilities. Then you then when you're put in a position of leadership to lead others, but you just came out of the gutter. So what tools and skills do you have? Well, our guest. That's what he does, from what I remember reading, and uh, and I think that's pretty exciting. So I'm excited to learn from him today. I'm excited to have a conversation, and I think you guys are gonna. Oh, Shermer, what's up, Joe? How you doing, man? What's up, Joshua? Thank you so much for having me on your show today. It's my absolute honor and privilege to be here and share some of my life experiences with you. Because as you know, we all go through some shit in this world. We have Amen. challenges. We have obstacles and nobody's perfect right perfection is the biggest illusion that's out there right now and as i heard you speak about your wife i was feeling your gratitude and i start my day with gratitude every day sometimes i go 45 minutes into gratitude so um, it, i love the name of your show i love who you are as a person i did a little bit of research on you so we were a 48 hour friendship we got going here i did a little bit of research to see what you got going here so and as i told you on my post back to you in your message i said listen I'm like the minute man. You call me up. I'm ready in a minute's notice. Where are we going? What are we doing? And are we serving God's children? That's a heck of an intro. So my old show, I used to ask people what they were grateful for. And I'm kind of carrying it over to this because gratitude does matter. So I'm going to ask you about your gratitude practice. But first, what are you grateful for today and why? Number one, health. Health to me is wealth. And I believe if, if, if your number one thing in, in your gratitude thing is health, you can build the kingdom with inside of you. If you don't build the kingdom with inside of you or the kingdom with inside of you, for you ladies out there listening to this message, nothing else matters because you can't serve those around you. So our job is to get stronger each and every single day, physically, mentally, spiritually, and then share those gifts as we become more and more awakened. As I can tell by your journey, you were awakened by the Holy Spirit. I was awakened by the Holy Spirit. So I wrote a book, Rises One, The Spiritual Awakening, telling about my spiritual awakening. So we all have this gift, Joshua. We all can be awakened. But are you choosing to do the work to allow yourself to be awakened? Hmm. The, that part, the work. I can't tell you how many times that. I mean, I, I, I actually share this. It, this story is in my book where all the different times that I, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to quit this, the drugs. I'm going to quit the sex. I'm going to quit doing all these things that I was the debauchery. I'm going to stop it because, you know, I'd get caught or I'd get arrested or end up in jail or 
end up in the paper for doing something stupid. I'm like, okay, I'm going to turn my life around. Wasn't mm. committed to the work. It was too easy for me to run away and escape because I was an escape artist, the master of hiding. My double life had a double life kind of thing. But yeah. when I gave my life to the Lord, it was a complete surrender of, okay, I've tried it my way. <laughs> I, I know what you called me to do. And I'm done running. Take my life, it's yours. I'm all in. And, and I was committed to the work and it, it saved me. And I want your thoughts on this. It saved me because after the spiritual high wore off, which it does, and anyone who says it doesn't, <laughs> I want what you're smoking because I'm telling you it wears off for most people. And then you're like, what the heck? But because I was committed to seeking the relationship, it changed everything. I was committed to doing the work. So I love that you said that. Thank you. And and what I'm, what I'm receiving from you right now is that you're saying it wears off. And in my experience, what I've learned is that once you receive this gift and you're doing an amazing job of that, you're going out there and you're sharing that message every single day. That's the fuel, bringing down people onto your show, mm -hmm. sharing those things and getting around proximity is the ultimate power. When we get around people that are at that high vibration, they're looking on the same journey as you to, to really serve from a place of your heart. And I heard you say surrender. Right? Ultimately, what you did was you just surrender. It says, God, I can't do this anymore because I'm acting as a human. I cannot do this any longer because I'm not called to be a human in this, in this world. I'm called to be a light bearer. When you are a light bearer and a child of God from that space, now you can go out there and, and bless others. And one of the things that came to me several years ago after having that experience, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the experience when I wrote that book, was that in order for you to receive a blessing, Joshua, you first have to be the blessing. So most people are coming to take. What can I take from Joshua? What can I get? So I'm going to ask you today, what can I do to serve your audience, your podcast, your message? Because ultimately, we are all the same. We are all one. And we are all in a similar journey to, to where kingdoms are going to collide. And we, mm. as you can see where we are right now. Kingdoms are about ready to collide. For those that are not in alignment with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, we have to pray for them. Because something's going to go down. Nobody knows what it is. But when you are ready, when you are prepared, health is wealth, certainty is the new currency. From that space, you will absolutely be ready for whatever's going to happen. That whatever may happen tonight, actually. Mm, <laughs> I hope some, it does. I mean, I'm telling you. It's, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it's going to happen. But here's the thing. Whether it happens tonight, next week, two months from now, I mean, it's going to happen eventually. But... There's something special about the moment. And that is something for me that was so hard to do because I'm always, I used to always future trip. Did you ever have that problem, Joe? I was always going to be like, when I get there one day, then I'm going to yeah. do this. And when we do that, all we're doing is living in the future, right? Living in the future gives us anxiety. We all know this, right? So how do you become present in the moment? in all four areas of life, right? Because most people are good at one or two things, but not four things. Are you good, um, is, is visions one of your gifts, right? Yes. Okay, I don't, I just felt that that's what it was. So I wanna ask, I wanna go back to that other question. And as a visionary, that's what, I'm a visionary as well. And that's where I get stuck in future tripping. Cause I'm like, ooh, I get to all have it all now. 
How do you balance having vision, focus on vision, and, and, and walking out that vision, but also being present at the same time? How do you balance the two? Yeah, so first off, balance is BS. There's no such thing as balance. <laughs> yes. exhausting, brother. You cannot balance things. You ever see a guy juggle? He can only juggle for so long. Eventually, you're going to get tired of juggling. You have to have integration. Integration mm. is four areas of life. When you integrate these four things, so if, if you're praying and meditating in the morning, you're 100% present with the Lord. If you're working at the gym in your body, like when you called this morning, you were going to the gym, you're 100% present working on your body. When you're with your wife, 100% present with your wife. That's what you're talking about, their presence. All these things, when you're in the business, you're present in your business. You're not dividing up 25% over here, 25% over there. It's 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%. That's 400%. We call that compounding time. That's good news for addicts, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> We're all addicts, too, by the way. We're all addicts. I don't care what you're addicted to, but right, right now, I'm, I'm addicted to serving and connection to this, yeah. the, the Holy Spirit and the Father because every morning when we connect in, I know you're connecting in because I can feel you, is that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a gift. That's a true gift to allow yourself to, self to surrender to receive that gift. And most of us have the mask on and we're pretending things are fake in our life and we're showing off and doing this, showing up. Are you showing off or are you showing up in this world? Because eventually you're going to get found out. Yeah, and, but, and here's what happens. When you keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up, serving excellence, doing excellence, it's amazing. Like you may not see the fruit from it right away. You may not see your harvest right away. But the one thing I want to, I mean, other than redemption that I want to be known for when I'm, when I'm gone, the legacy I want to leave um, is that I truly did everything that the blessings that came my way that have come in my life and the redemption that I've had, it was rooted in serving. It was a servant heart. Because even when I was a junkie, I loved, I loved to help people. It was always my heart. I always had a heart for people. Of course, I always secretly knew what I was supposed to do. I just was terrified of it. I was terrified of my purpose. But that said, I had a call with somebody today that he's going to be on the show uh, next week. I'm so excited about this because it aligns with our youth mission. But it he was asking me, like, well, how did all this happen? Because, I mean, we get to do some amazing stuff. And it all came from serving and not and serving with no um, expectation back. Yeah. And it changed everything. It allowed me to it, it allowed me to live the life of a billionaire with having no money. It allowed mm. it exposed me to billions of dollars worth of information, worth of wisdom, of knowledge, because I showed up and served. And sometimes that meant cleaning toilets. Sometimes that meant sweeping. Sometimes that meant doing some really, you know, stuff that was beneath me. But it's been the coolest thing ever. I want to ask you about your gratitude practice really quick. Sure. You said it could go on for 45 minutes. So it makes me think that we have the same gratitude practice. Will you share yours? Absolutely. So every single morning I do a what we call a ritual. There's four phases to it. And the first phase is the gratitude portion where we get super grounded. Right. So if you're grounded, clear and present from that space, you can go out and create for that day. Right. So. As I go into gratitude, if I, if I got like, we're very busy guys, right? Entrepreneurship, leadership, very busy. I have this 15 fold calls, emails coming all the time at all times. But if you're present and you're ready for that, we can filter that out. But if you get to a space where you're feeling overwhelmed, I'll go 20 minutes into the gratitude session. 
So the song that I listened to is called Devi's Prayer, D-E-V-I. You can find this on YouTube. Look for the one with the pink background. For all you listeners out there, read the message that comes up. It talks about Mother Mary, the divine intervention of what, why we're here. And just the hymn alone brings you into a space of peace. And we know that that peace vibrates around 600 hertz. Right? So when you're in that state of peace, it's a high vibration. So how do we get to that flow state? That high vibration consistently is by gratitude every morning. Because most of us are going to wake up. We're thinking about yesterday. We're thinking about tomorrow. There's 80,000 thoughts that go through this mind every single day. They're yesterday's thoughts. They're negative thoughts. How are we going to move forward? How are we going to produce results today if we're worried about what happened yesterday or looking into the future? So from that space of gratitude in the morning, I think of three things I'm grateful for. Number one thing I say every single morning, God, thank you for one more day on this earth to do your will. Because I surrendered the human experience of Job years ago. And I was crying. I'll share that with you. Another story. But as I, I asked God in the morning, I says, what do I need to do today? And who do I need to become to fulfill my life purpose? And he showed it to me. And I just started crying. I was like, wow. It was so overwhelming. Everything lined up. And then I got a phone call from one of my brothers said he had the same experience at the same exact time. So we know that this is real. For the average person out there, like, I don't, I don't understand this. And the guys, that, some of the guys that I coach are like, I don't understand this. Said, Just keep doing it. Trust the process. Keep doing it over and over again until you form a new habit that's going to form a new neural pathway that lets go of your old self to tap into your higher self. And once we do that, now we are limitless because we're co-creators with God. Yeah, that co-creator thing is very controversial <laughs> with with um, Christians. And I got into some heat today with some people. I actually I took the I took the post down and I'm mad that I did. I want to put it back up. But there was one part of it that I left out because it could have been looked at. I look, Jesus, is my Lord and Savior. But it's also it's OK to give praise to God too, our creator. It's okay to give praise to the Holy Spirit. We don't have to, you know what I mean? Like some people get so religious, it just makes them crazy. Um, But if the kingdom of heaven is inside of us and it's pretty dadgum clear that it is, that's why you can have hell all around you. You can see war. You can see famine. You can see an evil government. You can see all of that. But you can still live in joy. And that's because the kingdom of heaven lives inside of you. So by saying God is inside of you, that's not blasphemous. Because you, how can you have the kingdom of heaven inside of you if God's not inside of you? And if God is inside of you, who is the creator, doesn't that, you, doesn't that make you his partner where you co-create together? Yes. yes. He may be father God. He may be daddy God. But he's here too. And you guys get to work together. It's a partnership. It's a relationship. Just like with your spouse, boyfriend and girlfriend, same thing. But way more important. Uh, So on your gratitude practice, have you ever tried when you do your gratitude and you say what you're grateful for? Because I don't think you were done. Do you ever ask yourself why you're grateful at the end of saying it? I don't ask myself why I'm grateful. I get to the point where I feel that I'm grateful. Because you can think about it and, and, and speak about it, but until you feel it inside of your 38 trillion cells, that's yeah. a different energy. And from that space, I can send that gratitude out into the, into the earth. 
I can send it out to other people. I can pray for people, send the people in hospitals. I can send it out to our veterans. I can send it out to those that are hurting this day, that are living in fear, that are mm. shaking in their boots. Those people that are shaking in their boots, that hurts my heart. When I see another human suffering, it's what I see today. That hurts my heart. That's why I get accused of giving too much. Mm. But I said, if I, if I can continue to give and it doesn't take from me, I will continue to give. Wow. And I want to outgive and outgive and outgive. And an ironic story I'll share with you. When I was looking after a World War II veteran, 96 years old for five years till he was 101 years old, I was going to visit him one Sunday, which I pretty much did every single Sunday. And the voice, as I was getting out of the car to buy this man some groceries and, and go spend an hour or two with him at his home, the voice says, book this domain name, Joe, the world's greatest givers. And I went back into my car and I booked a domain name and not one of them was taken. They were all there. So I booked two domain names associated with that because I believe the world's greatest givers are our veterans. So now we're going to have veterans building veteran houses for veterans, serving the underserved, the world's greatest givers, our veterans. And now I can coach these veterans for free how I did what I did over a 20-year real estate career so they can go out there and do what I did and bless more veterans, bless more seniors, bless more military, police, firemen, first responders. Anybody that puts their life on the line deserves to live in peace and have this joy and have this abundance. If you want to create wealth, great. As we know, wealth's not going to serve the kingdom with inside of you. It's fulfilling your life purpose, what we call our king's code. When you're called to be a king, when you're called to be a leader, your responsibility is to get better than when you were yesterday. And that's all the reason why we're here is to get better than when we're yesterday. Not comparing yourself to anybody else. The only game you're playing is you versus you. And when you're doing your best, who do you answer to? Father God, it's the only report card you're going to have to answer to. All the rest of these report cards are meaningless. The report card that matters is your report card. Because I visualize myself going to heaven, and I see myself in this line, and there's Father God going to give me my report card. I'm like, did you do everything in your power with the tool belt of life that I gave you? I gave you all the tools. I sent this person to remind you. I sent this and all these things that came into your life. Did you do everything in your power to make sure you fulfilled your life purpose? That's the legacy you were speaking of, I believe. So I know that my purpose is to serve veterans, to serve seniors, and to lead leaders, to awaken more kings. Because when kingdoms collide, Jesus Christ is coming back to conquer the earth. He came the first time, he saw peasants, and he died on the cross. His second coming, he's seeking his king's counsel to conquer the land, his father's land, through us, with us, in us. It is us. Mm. Gosh, that is just, it just put more of that in my veins. That is good. Because that's kingdom, that's true kingdom speak. I get so frustrated with all these kingdom courses and people selling. I, look, I understand running a business, but kingdom, kingdom living is different. And uh, I'd like your thoughts on this. I believe with all my heart, we're heading into a time for kingdom people that like you're going to have to rely on kingdom currency, which is not cash because we're not going to have access to the money of the world. We're going to have a whole other thing and we're going to have to live like kingdom people 
And that is how we're going to thrive. It doesn't mean that we won't have our own version of wealth, but the currency of this world, we will be cut off from. Do you agree or disagree with that? I absolutely agree. As you can see, this reset's about ready to happen. For my personal yeah. opinion, everybody's broke. USA is broke. China is broke. Every country in the world is broke right now. They're just printing money, trying to figure out how do we make this work? And then what do we do with all these monies that are all out there and pensions and 401ks and bank accounts? It's like, how do we transfer that into some form of a digital currency is what it looks like it's going to be, but nobody knows, but it looks like that. But ultimately, they want to have be able to track every single dollar every single day. So they can tax everything. They It'll keep the poor people poor. The people that think that they can work from home and kind of run their business off Venmo, they're going to kill that. They, I mean, they are coming after you. The quantum financial system, won't. it can't work the way they have it planned till the 5G is global. But I woke up this morning to notice something interesting on my phone. Not only was there an update, but now all of a sudden there's 5G everywhere where I'm at. There wasn't before. It was very spotty. And so I know that with these lockdowns and all that stuff, that was a big part of it. Yeah. But with the, the supply chain thing is is a is is a problem. And it I mean, I I live by Target is headquarters here. Every Target's halfway empty. <laughs> and uh even Walmart was half like empty. But talking to the employees there, I made a comment. I was like, wow, this supply chain thing is pretty bad. She goes, you have no idea. First thing she said to me, and now I've been talking to some people that work in that business. It's going to sneak up on people. So enjoy your Thanksgiving. But I recommend and I don't I, I don't believe in fear because I God's got us. If you if you're one of his children, you've given your life to him. You he is your daddy. God's going to take care of you. But you need to know that it's going to happen like that, where everything you knew is gone. That's that's the reality that we're coming into. That's why it's so important, as far as I'm concerned, that now we get right with God. Now we forgive the people that we've been like, I can't forgive them. Good time to forgive the resentments we have. Good time to let go of those resentments. It's a good time to get our heart clean because we're going to see hell on earth in ways we've never seen it. People talk about war being hell, and I have never fought war, but I can imagine that a spiritual war, the spiritual battle that's going to manifest before our eyes is going to look, look a lot like what people that fought wars, probably even scarier. Yeah, I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with you on that, Joshua. I, I see a, a, a light war, a galactic war. I see... Yeah. It's 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 going to be something that we can't comprehend as humans right now. There's going to be a transcendence from dimensions, and the average person is not going to understand this. And we have to pray for those to, to listen. You need to awaken, and if you don't, we're going to pray for you because we're going on just like time. It doesn't stop. We're going to keep going forward, whether or not you're you're here today. Tomorrow is going to be history. All that stuff that you had in the past. We have to be ready. It goes back to being like a minute man. You have to be ready. Get your health. Get your spiritual connection right. Get your get your bonds right. Get your team right. Get your proximity right. From that space, good will always out defeat the evil ones, is what he told me a couple months ago. Ooh, that's good. And another thing, too, it's a good time to start telling the truth. Yes. Because your secrets are not going to help you any going into this. Like I, when I say clean heart, a clean slate, being right with God, because 
you're here's here's a more practical way for me to talk tell you about truth uh for those of you that are listening or watching right now the practical way is that well i mean obviously there's the truth will set you free and all of those things but also truth is how you find your tribe because your truth is what lets people know whether they align with your beliefs or not and so many of us try to conform and mold ourselves to fit into a group and we never feel like we belong we never feel like we're a part of that group but when you stand out front and you know your identity and you speak your truth, then all of a sudden, other than the truth, again, setting free, setting you free, truth being a superpower, but truth also opens up the ability for the people that belong in your life to be there. Because if you're living a lie, those people around you, that ain't your tribe. Those aren't your people. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head with that one because most of us are wearing masks. We want to mm-hmm. pretend to be somebody. Most of us want to be liked. We want to fit in, right? And what do we do when we do those three things? Whenever we try to fit into our untruth is that we're denying the Father because he gave you a certain ability to make something happen in this world. And if you're not doing your truth, not speaking your truth, living your truth, being your truth, those things are going to set you free so you can now manifest what you're supposed to manifest in this world. And you get around the five people, you're going to be like those five people. So if you're being a, a, untruthful to yourself, you got five other people around you that are untruthful, guess what? You're going to be living an untruth for a long time, tiptoeing through life, arriving at your grave safely. Do you want to arrive at your grave safely? Or do you want to be the full experience of life? To ultimately, I believe you go from zero to 40, 45 years old as the experience. After mm. that, you have enough wisdom, knowledge, and experiences to become the experiencer of life or the observer of life. Now I'm just watching myself. I'm like, you know what? Nothing phases me. I said, I've been through it all. I've done it all. I've hit rock bottom. I had no money. I was on the streets, right? You had all these things. Those were just experiences. They weren't good or bad, Joshua. They were just the experiences. God was shaping and molding you. God's the one that's shaping and molding us, not our friends, not Facebook, not Instagram. Let the Father shape and mold you to who you're supposed to be while you're here on this earth. So if the heart's beating inside your body, he gave you that heart freely of his will. Out of the other hundred million that were supposed to be there, you were chosen to come here. So why are you here? To fulfill the purpose and unlock your code. Your king's code. I want you to, I, oh man, I, I, you, so you, you've said a few comments that I want to go back to. I hope I can remember them, but I want you to explain first to the people that are not familiar, what is the king's code? Mm, So your king's code is your, is like your DNA and you're mixing that with RNA. So you got to put all these pieces of the puzzle together. It's like dots and and you put a little dots and you have these dots and you have to connect the dots and it draws a picture out, right? Our lives are just like that. All the experiences were dots. The people that come into our life are more dots. And as we start to raise our level of consciousness, we can start connecting the dots and we start to see that picture, right? So now from my code that I unlocked through the spiritual awakening was connector, creator, contributor. We were born to connect. Our, our, our core being of a human being is to connect. When you see the baby's born, they put it around the mother's chest, right? So that's, that's us. Then the second step is the creator. 
God has put us in, in this image of him to create. If God created all these things that you see, these beautiful things, the trees, the grass, the flowers, us, as we can heal ourselves, that's what we're supposed to be doing, creating. So once you master connection, once you master creation, guess what? Now it's your duty and obligation to humanity to give back and contribute that thing. And as soon as you contribute back your gift, you unlock somebody else's gift. And they unlock somebody else's gift. And then eventually, we all rise as one. I feel led to ask this, and I don't know why. And I'm not trying to set you up, and you don't have to answer it. But recently, I've had a couple guests on. Um, one was interfaith pastor, then another that was a Christian, but was also believed like the, in the Pleiadians. And, you know, it was just kind of a a different conversation, but it also led to reincarnation. That was a big element of it. And in my walk, I've, and in the way I understand death is that we don't immediately go to heaven, even if we're believers that we're in a waiting period. And so I would imagine, okay, so what happens to my spirit or my soul? It's got to be floating around. It's got to go somewhere. I see it being quite practical that reincarnation is a legitimate thing. I feel like if we're here, I, I, I feel like it could be legitimate. I've never seen in the Bible anywhere that it said that there was no such thing or it's wrong to believe that. or it, I've never seen that. But yet, for some reason, the church speaks out against it. And But I can see how it's possible. I see how it's likely. In your research and your studies and the, just the knowledge that you've had living the kingdom life, do you, I mean, what, do you, what are your thoughts on reincarnation? I believe that the church calls it eternal life. So if the church calls it <laughs> eternal life and we call it reincarnation, it's the same thing. Ultimately, are you believing that your soul goes on and lives forever? The Bible says you will have eternal life. And if you do a great job and you're a good steward while you are here, guess what? I'm going to give you a higher assignment in your next eternal life. Okay, now I'm going to ask you another question. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get at you. I can see it. <laughs> Didn't know we were going this deep, but after 48 hours of friendship, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, we went there fast. Uh, we didn't waste any time. So have you ever felt like growing up like you knew the identity of the person you used to be? I don't think I knew the identity of who I used to be, but I know I was being guided to be outdoors, to be helping people. I used to drive my bike as an eight-year-old kid two and a half miles just to go fishing to hang out next to God's water, to catch wow. his fish, to be in nature. And nowadays, as an eight-year-old kid riding his bike by himself, you get kidnapped probably, and moms and dads would have heart attacks. They wouldn't be here because they're worried about you. And that was what I did every single day. I was either outside riding bicycles, shooting BB guns. I used to throw up little pebbles of rock and hit them with a wiffle ball bat to practice my baseball swing. So now I, I can hit the ball solid every time. It's like those little things over a long period of time shape and mold us. So I have tapped into my higher version of myself in the last couple of years. And I've spiritually witnessed some spirit guides show up. So that's a little bit deeper conversation. We'll talk about that in the next one. But I'll share that experience with you. It's like I didn't start meditating and adding prayer to my meditation. Six years ago, I started meditating. And once I started meditating, what does God say? Stand still, be still, for you are God. 
And when we stand still, that's when you can start communicating us. How many times do you wake up between two o'clock and four o'clock in the morning when you're standing still in your sleep and you're in a REM sleep that he can speak to you? Most of us have this experience. Many of us have that experience. And I got a message at three o'clock one morning to wake up, pray and meditate after going to bed at one o'clock. And I was so obedient to that voice. Like, okay, we're praying and meditating. And what showed up was a gold cross pumping like a heartbeat. And I've never dreamt and seen things in color before. Nothing. Wow. This is gold cross beating like a heartbeat. And what that was telling me was you were on the path to keep going. This was six years ago. And I had one experience after the next, after the next, after the next. I'm like, what is this meditation thing? Because we were so busy being humans. We weren't standing still to be guided and once that happened and the holy spirit came on to you and i know this happened to you happened to me that's when everything shifted you're like you know what there's more to this life than we made it out to be when we make it about us that's the cause of us suffering when we make it about us it's the cause of all suffering when we have attachments that's the cause of all ex suffering expectations the cause of all suffering so our job is to not have any expectations get better than we were yesterday and keep moving forward to be guided. And from that space, you will become a co-creator with God. So the God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. I don't care how you want to slice it up and how they want to break it down, but there's ultimately three gods and 6,000 spirit guides guiding us to make sure you fulfill your mission, your purpose. Why? Again, I'm going to ask, why are you here? Until you ask that question, you have a deep understanding of that. You're going to spin your wheels, tiptoeing through life quietly, arriving at your grave safely. And then you're going to go to heaven. God's going to have a report card. And I don't want to see that report card. So I'm giving it everything that I got. And that's why I start my day with God. Thank you for one more day on this earth to do your will. It's not about me anymore. It's what I can, what God's going to do through me. And from that space, I, I visualize God's on one side, Jesus on the other side. And we're just walking through this earth. What do you want me to do today? He had me do Facebook lives last year. He says, Joe, December, he says, you're going to do 366 Facebook lives. I said, okay, whatever you tell me, I know this is my assignment. And I put that out there. Guys in my group, they're like, I don't know, that's a big assignment. Can you do that? <laughs> 366 Facebook lives. So it shows you when you commit to something. Once you're committed, you're all in. Most people don't commit and do the work that we spoke of earlier. You have to do the work. There's no get rich quick scheme. There's no love, magic love potion. You have to do the work. And when you marry your wife, Keep showering her with that same love when you first were courting her to come into that holy matrimony. Oh, man, that God, that's so good. All of that's good. Um, I. Yeah, and I and I agree with actually, I agree. I can. I'll, yeah, everything that you just said, I, I, I feel it in my heart and and know it's true. And it's such a beautiful thing. And yeah, we have angels. I remember. That's another thing too that you know some don't believe we have angels. Don't believe that we can even, we should even talk to angels. And look, I know there's some bad angels out there. I know there's demons because I was demon possessed. I get it. But there's angels around us too because I know I, I in Oklahoma. So I live in Minnesota now. When I freeze at 60 degrees and it's at 30 right now, um, it already already snowing, but. I also grew, I grew up in Oklahoma before I moved to Hawaii and Florida and all the beach destinations I lived in. Um, but one of the things that they have there is black ice. 
which is the ice you can't see. Yes. I was driving down I-40 on my way to Shawnee, Oklahoma, on I-40 East, when I was uh, it was just I was younger. Hit a black ice patch, spun out all the way through the medium, ended up face to face with a semi that I never hit. <laughs> I have no idea how. It happened at the intersection of 119th between 10, or on 119th and Western in South Oklahoma City. It happened. I wasn't paying attention, and um, I accidentally ran a red light. I had a car turning right into me. Somehow didn't hit it. So I know there's angels. <laughs> like, so yep. I love it. No, but I want to ask you, do you, when you were talking about the angels, I've never actually tried to talk to angels before. Have you ever done that? Just recently, I started asking for the high energy beings of the highest light and love to assist me in this journey. I just started recently doing that. I don't specifically talk to angels. I just allow myself to like get into that meditative state. And then yeah. whatever I load for that day, I'll write it down in my journal. And then I'll go back and read some of these. I got journals of six years. I haven't, I haven't read half of it. I was like, what was that journey like along the way? If I didn't do Facebook Lives, I wouldn't know half of these things. Because I talk about I talk Damn. about this stuff on Facebook Live, and I'm like, that's some good stuff. I gotta write that down. And that was you speaking, but it was God speaking through us. And at that moment, yeah. when we surrender and allow that to happen, it's like it's such a great space to operate. So I gotta commend you. I, I tell you, and the listeners out there, anybody that wants to get that deep connection, you just have to get in a quiet space over and over again and ask the right questions. And allow yourself to forgive, surrender, let go, whatever you want to call the words. It's so tough to hold on. And that's what we're doing. We're holding on to pain, holding on to trauma, holding on to every one of us has experienced one of these experiences going through life. So you can hang on to that or you can choose to let it go. Every day we have a choice. You can let it go. You can hang on to it. You can be a steward of God's will and a, a vessel of his love and just share your gifts. Or you can keep it to yourself. And all of a sudden you shrink and shrink and shrink because it, it's just like money. The more times you handle money, the bigger the economy gets, right? So most people say, well, I only got a hundred bucks. So let me hang on to it. Our job is to take that hundred bucks and how many more hands can I have that touch into? How many more lives can I touch? Same thing with our relationships, right? Same thing with our connection to God. How many times did I really connect in? And you're talking about that. I lose my connection because you, we start to make it about us. We have to get around more people that are going to elevate us up to that next level because there's always a next level. We can't just get halfway up the mountain. And when you get to the top of the mountain, you can enjoy the, the view for a minute, go all the way back down to the bottom, grab one guy or gal, and start bringing them with you. That's why we're here. Just keep bringing up. Just like they said in that movie, the war movie, just one more, just one more, and one more. And that one guy saved 100-something lives in World War II. That's what we can do. We have that yeah. power within us to do that. Just one more. Just one more, God. Just one more. Just one more. And you start pulling these guys forward. And guess what? Some of those guys are going to be kingdom kings. Some of those gals are going to be queens. We need kings and queens to govern the people. Not tell them what to do. Show them where to look. And yeah. give them opportunity. Most people are trying to be told and sold. Don't tell people. Don't sell people. Just give them opportunity to look. Say, look, man, I, I believe you should want to look down this path over here. Because they might see something much greater than, than Joshua and Joe can see. Because their vision's deeper than ours. We have to give them that opportunity. The people that you serve and the people that I'm called to serve, which they can intermix because, you know, a yes. lot of veterans deal with some serious crap. I mean, they deal with demons, they deal with addiction and PTSD and 
mental, uh, you know, mental issues that, you know, some of them that don't even understand it. Uh, they deal with gangrene. They deal. With, I mean, they, they deal with things, but they've been through hell. They've been through hell already. And they know what it's like to be shunned from society and rejected by their government, rejected by their family, rejected by their church. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, and I and I'd like your thoughts on this, but I believe with everything in me, those are God's superheroes. And why why I am so passionate about serving that community is because I know there's a way out because I got out. And and I'm I count it as joy. I, I my old show, Gratitude Unfiltered, was about finding gratitude through life's most traumatic moments. It was about putting a spotlight on my shadow world. I'm done with that chapter of my life now. I don't need that anymore. Um, and I'm ready to take the bullets as my name, and just using my name, because I know my identity now, and I don't need to hide. And I know God loves me yes. the way I am. And I know that God works on my heart and helps me grow and become more. Am I perfect? No. Am I completely healed? It's a journey. It's a it's a journey. It's a lifetime walk. But that's part of the fun of a relationship. And you know what? My experience of God, my experience with walking with the Lord is that, you know what? He doesn't really mind it when you screw up, especially when you confess, especially when you repent and especially when you go, hey, God, I surrender this to you. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to trust you with this to use this. I'm not going to hang on to this guilt anymore. I'm not going to hang on to the shame. I'm not going to hang on to any of it. I'm going to give it to you. And when I do that, it's amazing how the toxic, the pain, the hurt, the disease, all of it, the addiction, all of it gets to be used for God's glory. And at the same time, it gives us, it's like it elevates us at the same time. I can't think of another way to say it, but there's something about in surrender, which I guess it's because life is a paradox, but there's something in surrender that makes us way more powerful than we're trying to control everything. Hmm. Did I lose you? Oh, there we are. We're back. Yeah. So as you're saying that, yeah, yeah. No, I got you right there. I just broke up for about 10 seconds there. But what I, what, I, what I really was receiving from you as you were saying that is that I spoke about this before. I said the dots that are out there, right? So you're putting a dot, you're putting a dot, you're putting a dot. And the dots that were shown to me was through assisting this 96-year-old gentleman was that how many more people is this happening to? And then God says, well, build veteran houses for veterans. I said, okay. So we moved from Connecticut, came to Virginia, and I had 18 properties up there. We sold like 12 of them in like a year. And my wife said, are you sure about this? I'm like, I can't deny the voice. We're moving. And three months later, COVID hit. So, right, he puts me this out here. So that's why the Wi-Fi is a little spotty here. We're out here in God's country, around 11 acres. It's a beautiful bald eagles flying around, right? So it's like, see, there's a reason why we're here. He's protecting us to make the end game. There's a bigger picture than this. So we are here for the long game, not the short term, but the long term. And then he says, get the veterans together. And just recently what he showed me was the veterans are going to complete the mission or die trying to complete that mission. They don't give up. So now we're going to have veterans building veteran houses for veterans. They're earning income. They're earning purpose. They're serving their fellow veterans. We don't require any outside services. If somebody gives us grants and stuff, great. If someone wants to make donations, great. 
we'll take all that because now we can serve more people. But we're developing a system where we're going to build assisted living homes that will generate profit that we send to the nonprofit foundation to assist more veterans. I'm like, that's a brilliant plan. I said, I, I'm not smart enough to come up with that. I said, that was a brilliant plan because I love real estate. I've been doing real estate forever. I can do it in my sleep, 40 fix and flips. I mean, you make good money. But then when you had the money and I went and retired at 50, and then I went through this experience six years ago, God says, you go back and you serve those men. So mm. I took three years off of my time, didn't get paid one dime and serve these kings. And they're all waking up one at a time at a time because we know guys like you and I and these other kings out there, we're going to impact thousands of lives. So if you impact a thousand lives, they're going to go out there and impact 10,000 lives. And that's how we rise as well. We, we collectively set that intention that we're here to serve. I'm not asking nothing back from you. Even people say, Joe, you never ask me for anything. I says, when I'm ready to ask, I'll ask the father. And the father will send the people by assignment or the resources by assignment to fulfill whatever I'm supposed to fulfill. Once you let go of the attachment, I need to make this much money. I need this much love. No, it's none of that stuff. Let go of the idea of what you think you need because God's going to give you what you need, not what you want. And sometimes, that's and sometimes that's painful, Joshua. And you know the pain. You felt the pain. You lived the pain. I lived the pain. I had 38 years of anger towards my mother until one day God goes, not once, Joe, did you ask your mother why she left you at 12 years old? And I just started crying. I was just like, you're oh. I'm like, man, so how many of us out there right now, this is message are blaming somebody, angry at somebody, but you never asked them why they did what they did. Mm. God, that is powerful. Okay. Man, that's powerful. And you I know, shared that. And I, I shared that in a Facebook live. And there was a gentleman that reached out to me privately. He says two things. I was going to kill myself until I met you. And the second thing is my mother left me in a laundromat at six years old. My two sisters said, I'll be back. And she never came back. And I've been angry at my mother ever since. He called his mother that day and says, Mom, I, I forgive you. And that's what we talk about. We're just talking about surrender, forgive, let all those things be bygones so you can move into God's kingdom and do his will. We can't move forward if we're still holding on to the past. God, it, it just reminds me, man. Um you know, I, my sixth time in jail is when I was there. I was facing five years, and um, I mean, it took 24 hours or so for the cocaine and the tequila to wear off for me to actually realize that I was in isolation, and you know, I could only hear the screams of madmen next to me, but I couldn't see them. Yeah. And just desperate for distraction, couldn't they wouldn't give me anything to read, and I guess it was from some prison show I watched. <laughs> like I think it was a. Uh, uh, Oz, it used to be on HBO, and uh, and I was like, oh, you have to give me a Bible. <laughs> Can I have a Bible? They're like, yeah, I'll be right back. But in that experience of reading the Bible, and I'm not going to share all of it, but I got really angry with God, and I started screaming and cursing at him, like, why won't you fix me? Why won't you change me like everybody else? Screaming. You have to forgive your father. Mm. Well, how in the beep am I supposed to do that? After what he, blah, blah, blah. And I heard God. There was the very first time that I recognized God's voice. I, I can't say I didn't hear it before. But then I heard him say, it happened to him too. Yeah. And in that realization, I had compassion for him. But then I started to realize that not only had I become like my father, but I was worse. 
And everything I hated him for, I was actually yeah. hating myself for. Yeah. That was a life-changing moment for me. And then I was able, in that moment, it wasn't just my father, but it was everyone else that I hated and, 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 and just had this venom for. I started to understand that they learned it from somewhere. And it dramatically changed the way I viewed trauma and abuse and all the things that happened to me. It didn't mean that I was fixed like that, but it created space for God to come into my heart. Yes. And it was the most amazing, life-changing, spirit-changing, Holy Spirit, a supernatural moment of my life. Um, and I, I just, I, I, when you shared that, it reminded me of that um, because so much of our forgiveness, we have this anger, but we don't really understand. We, we have half the story, not all of it. Yeah. And um, anyone out there that's struggling with the need to forgive or the, there's just the struggle with just to re, of resenting people, you know, sometimes compassion and going, okay, they learned it from somewhere. It doesn't make it right, but you can have compassion for the little kid that's trapped inside someone's body that's angry, scared, and confused, and it comes out really, really ugly. Mm. Yeah, so I'm going to put this offer out there. Like I said, I love to serve. I love to give back. So anybody listening to this message right now, they can reach out to me on Facebook Messenger. I will set up a little meditation group with several of your listeners. I like to keep them small, intimate, like six to ten people, and guide them through this gratitude session and this, and this meditation that I've been doing for six years to get to the space of awakening. And I'll share this picture of the, the book here with you on the top right-hand corner. You can look at this. It's on Amazon, too. Raise it, raise it up a little bit. I got the top part, which is beautiful. Rise is one, the spiritual awakening. Wow, that is beautiful. So you see up here, right here, that there's hands of God right there in the clouds. We called that out out in California in San Pedro. And we were going through this gratitude session in the morning. And my friend was asking about opening the doors and closing the ones that don't belong to us, open the ones that are, are there first, God. And I said, yes, Father, thank you for choosing us. All I asked of you, and I screamed it, show me the way. And I just screamed at the top of my lungs across this ocean on this peninsula. And at that moment, Joshua, the sun came out, and the hands were there showing us the way. I looked at, I knew something happened, so I had to open up my eyes. And I'm looking at this magnificent formation of hands in these clouds at the top of this thing. The sun came out, I'm like, holy cow. And then my partner, Miguel, is over here to my side. He's like, Joe, do you see what I see? I took out my phone, snapped that picture, and that's the cover of this book. So, it has a deep meaning to it. More importantly, it shows you when you ask, you shall receive. Yeah, so I'm glad that you brought this up because that passage had two sentences removed from it prior. There's two sentences that go above that that are very important to making it happen. It's not just asking and receiving. You got to, it's an emotion. Emotionally, with your heart and soul, your whole body, this is why like, Tony Robbins and a lot of gurus do priming because it gets you in flow state and you're, yeah. but it's about feeling and that aggression and that energy reveal yourself. Yeah. That is what, the, so you move mountains. It's yes, you ask and you receive, but you're putting your heart and your being into it. That part of it matters a big part of it. And that's what you did. You expressed it and that's what you got. It's beautiful. And you know what? It makes me think 
I wanted answers from God because I'd asked for answers before and never got them. But you know what? They were half-assed, half-hearted requests. Yep. But when I was screaming, why won't you fix me? Why won't you change me like everybody else? Screaming it. Oh, God. I <laughs> That's how loud it was. Now I know why I was put in isolation. Because uh, I wouldn't have done that to the population. <laughs> so, but that part, it, it matters. And when I have seen, like, God, like, re- answer a prayer quicker, and I'm not saying that this is it, but when I've seen the prayer request manifest itself quicker, it's with emotion. Like, this is what I want. This is my heart's desire. Like, I believe in this. I want this. This is my dream. I see it. I dream about it. I can't stop thinking about it. I want to do this for people. This is what I care about. Everything I get to do now is things that I dreamed of, things that I'm passionate about. I don't do anything I don't want to do now. That is God. That is the beauty of it. And that is what it's available for all of you. And you pussy Christians that sit around feeling sorry for yourself, why doesn't God love me? When is it going to manifest? When, am, when are you going to answer my prayer, God? Give him your heart. Give him your heart. Don't go to him with, with worried about judgment. Go. God is a big boy. You can be honest with God. You can give him all the desires of your heart. You can be honest. He's your daddy. He's your creator. He already knows what you need anyway. You might as well let him know you really want it. You're really serious about the dreams that you see in your head. You're you're determined. It's life or death. Your your purpose in life is not your job. It's what you do for humanity. And those of you that have been pulled out of hell, your life, it is your duty to share how you did it. To help your brother and sister up. We're all God's children. Act accordingly. And you are God's child. You are a co-creator with God. As Joe said before, act accordingly. And that's good news, people. That's good news. And God's promises don't change. They don't change with you what you see on earth. You think what you see now is bad? You think what you see now? Wait till you see what's coming. That's why it matters that you give your life to the Lord now. You you, you heal the resentment. You you forgive. You let go of resentments. You give your life to him. Because I'm telling you, you got to serve somebody. And you're either going to be a slave or you're going to be free. I choose freedom all day long. And freedom in Christ has nothing to do with what the government sanctions, what the government mandates, what the government tells you, what mommy and daddy want you to do. Freedom is 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 your is your the, the freedom to express yourself freely. And God is God's child. You get to be who you were created to be, and nothing will stop it. Rando. Yeah. Yes, Sorry, man. I, really I love your passions. That's the second phase of the ritual I do. Is power statements. So that's what you say. You say those power statements and you tap on your chest. That anchors that emotion. So whenever you need that power, just tap on your chest. You go right back into that state. So one of my power statements that my wife gave me when she went to church one day, I asked her for a new power statement. She says, you are a creator guided by the light of the Lord. 
And I started saying that, Joshua, light was showing up everywhere. Purple orbs, green orbs, crosses showing up in the skyline. I was taking all these pictures. People like, like I'm writing, guided by the light of the Lord, guided by the light, guided by the People like, what the heck's Joe talking about? You go back on my Facebook photos, go look, you'll see orbs at the base of Mount Shasta, this big, all the different color rings to it, shaped like a, like a, a satellite dish. When we're out there, and Mount Shasta, as you know, you live out there, is the root chakra of the earth. And we got to the top of that mountain, and I got a text I could send you. The, the cloud got into a vortex of energy in a circle. I was like, what is going on here? And at that moment, we went to bed, and the, the cell phones were vibrating all night long. I'm like, there's something going down out here. I didn't know anything about chakras until six years ago. So once I opened up all these chakras and got tapped into that, it's like, there's, there's so much more to this, and we're just touching the iceberg right now, Josh. Oh, just yeah. Touching. And as we come together in this proximity of power to share with the audience and share, say, listen, stop worrying about being judged. Stop comparing mm. yourself to other people. Every time we do that, what are you doing? You're denying the Father because he gave you a skill and a talent that you are trying to compare and be like somebody else. That's not your gift. That's not your skill. That's not your talent. He's given you a talent for you to fulfill a certain mission because we all need all of us to make this work. The chain is only as strong as its weakest link. And if you're not putting your weight of what your purpose is, you're making our chain weaker. We cannot fulfill the ultimate vision of all of us rising as one. And that's what he told me back in 2016. Whatever happened to one love, Joe? Whatever happened to the world living as one? And I just started talking about rising as one back in 2016. Then all of a sudden, two years later, we had a book written. Now here we are in 2021 being forced to rise as one, having a spiritual awakening. Mm. That just doesn't, you can't make that up. This is reality. So stop arguing with it. This is reality. <laughs> stop arguing with it. You didn't, uh, I, you know what? I just realized too. You didn't finish your gratitude practice. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to close with that? Like the, the the final steps. So here's here's the, the the gist of the gratitude session is that when you're listening to that song, and you go through these things that you're grateful for, the key is think of a time in your life that you felt loved, mm. and visualize that moment and fill up with that. And then once you have that, then think of a time in your life that you felt joy. Go all the way back. It could be in the past, the present, maybe in the future. The lives are going to change, Joshua. Visualize that. And then go into a time in life that you felt proud of yourself. Because all those energies are high vibration. Now you get into a high vibrational state. Take both of your hands. Once you do all three of those, place them on your heart and feel your heartbeat. And when you feel your heartbeat, you take love, joy, and the feelings of being proud, and you send that out to somebody that needs it. Visualize your wife, your kids, your grandkids, maybe somebody in the hospital. And as you send out this energy of love, goes to that person, then send it out to your state. Send it out to the country. Send it out to the whole world. Then visualize all the humans on the earth. Send this energy back into your heart. And then breathe it in. Fill up with all that love energy. And now you can start your day with gratitude because now you're filled with all of God's children's love inside of you. It's not just you. We're all connected. We are all one. Oh. I've never been more grateful that I reached out blindly to ask somebody if they would come on my show before than I am to you. Um, mm, man, I'd you. have you back anytime. Uh, I mean, I didn't even ask you. I have eight, probably 8,000 more questions for you. <laughs> you um, yeah. my, my new friend that I've known for 48 hours that I could talk to for 10 days straight. Um, 
Man, I'm Joe, I'm so grateful. Please let everyone know where they can follow you, where they can buy your book. And of course, in the media kit, you go to our website, you'll be able to see all of this nicely packaged together. They'll have links to everything uh, where you can find Joe. But Joe, why don't you share with them anyway, where they can find you? Absolutely. You can go to vetsforvetshomes at gmail.com. That's all plural, vetsforvetshomes at gmail.com. That's the, the, the email. If you want a quick quickest response, go to Messenger on Facebook. Send it out there. I'm on Instagram, Joe Shermer. The spelling is S-C-H-I-R-M-E-R. And as you see, I, I get right back and I'm ready. I'm ready to go because I ask God in the mornings, one of my, one of my power statements is God send the people by assignment for us to rise as one, to make a difference and the suffering for all of your children, not one, not two, not three, all of your children. Cause I'm tired of seeing human suffering. Hmm. I need to introduce you, my friend, Jason. I think you guys will uh, vibe very well. So I'll do that. I'll make that introduction. Joe, God bless you. Thank you for being here. I'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you, brother. Have a great night, everybody. You too. Thanks, brother. See you, man. Wow. Wow. This is why I love obedience. Because <laughs> I would have never expected the conversation to be that great. Um, I mean, I thought it was going to be good. You know, why wouldn't it be? But awesome spectacular extraordinary that was awesome uh so grateful for joe and uh you guys go out and support him support that book i'm gonna buy that book because that looks awesome and you know what everything that he talked about it was just hitting me right in the spirit as either confirmation new information um a new way of thinking of a situation like there's a lot of nuggets like this is one of those episodes I don't like my own voice, which is kind of funny because I'm a voice actor <laughs> and a, a talk show host. <laughs> but I usually don't listen to replays. This is one of those. I'm going to go back and take more notes because it was awesome. There's so many nuggets here. So I would encourage you to do the same. So much wisdom here. God bless you all. Thank you so much for supporting the Lebanon Worldwide Foundation. And uh, you guys have a great evening, day, morning, whatever time you're watching.